I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Recording, ben. We're recording. We have been for a few seconds now. Lovely. Well, welcome to uh, Ordinary to Extraordinary with Ben and Stephen. I'm Ben. Sitting across from me is the Scottish gentleman, Stephen Brown. Oh, look at you introducing me as well. I like it. Well, you know, had a fun weekend. Stephen and I got to go out play a little cornhole tournament, and uh, you I had a, I had a few beers. <laughs> I really sucked. I went home and I was telling my wife, I was like, you know what? I was never big into sports. I didn't play any sports, really. But I'm starting to see some of the ramifications of not playing any sports <laughs> and the fact that my hand-eye coordination is literally shit. I'm sorry. I'm going to start it off like, it's bad. So, yeah. I'm like, I got to encourage my kid to play it uh, sports just so they can have some decent hand-eye coordination because mine's not good. I mean, throw me on a motorcycle in a boat, anything with a motor, I'm good. When it comes to actual... Anything with a, yeah. throwing a ball at it or directionally, or de- I mean, it's bad. But so today's topic, unless you have anything to say before I launch into it, it's actually been a minute since we've done a topic. We've had lots of interviews, we've had lots of accountability Correct. updates. So I don't know when the last time we did a topic was. I don't either. You're just getting the raw and real Ben Steven talking about uh, whatever we feel like talking yeah. about. And and I want to give some context to this topic before you talk about it. Oh. I gave Ben three options this morning. I said, let's just record a topic this morning. Option one, option two, option three. I won't say what they were because we'll probably record them somewhere down the line. And he records option four, none of the above. <laughs> and I just didn't feel like having an argument this morning. So <laughs> I acquiesced. Which is funny because the topic I sent you, I actually went back in our text message screen, copied it and resent it to you there. The exact same text that I said. I was like, I already sent you topic ideas. And then you just went in with a different topic idea You did entirely. it in text messages instead of Slack. I took all of our topic ideas from Slack where we actually oh, collaborate. Lord. I don't remember my Slack login. I delete, I delete text messages quite often, entire strings, because I just, yeah. Don't do that. Stuff that's important, I want it near the top. So Okay, well, now that we're off on that tangent. Yeah. Um, today's topic is one that uh, I commonly fall into, and I know Stephen does at times, uh, everybody does at times, is the idea of using your problems as an excuse or obstacles as an excuse. And uh, I kind of thought about this topic actually with regard to me at first. And like when we were talking about that, you know, you only performing at 70% and using your, mm-hmm. you know, problems and obstacles as, as excuses. Like, so the idea that it's like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I've got problems. I have my own things to work through. You've got problems. You've got your own things you're working through and overcoming. It's like, wait, everybody has problems, don't they? It's like, so we all have excuses why we could not do something. So, so what are the reasons why we do do something? And so uh, the idea behind it is it's like your problem means nothing in the grand scheme of things. You really need to just get over it and move on. And wow. we tell ourselves that. Right. Granted, there's varying degrees of problems. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that all problems are, are, are created equal, but I mean, 
until you own your problems and until you go out and really want to take hold of it by the neck, you're probably not going to overcome it, right? Would you disagree? No, I completely agree. So then we talked about it a little bit, and we'll jump into these and unpack them a little more, but the, uh, the psychology of problems and obstacles, right? It's like a lot of people see them as the end. Well, there's this wall, you know. I guess I'm done. It's like instead of trying to climb it or get around it to achieve success, they stop, they turn around, they take an half and it. They run, run faster. (laughs) Put your shoulder down and break down that wall. (laughs) (laughs) But no, really, it's like, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, but it's like the people who actually climb the wall are the ones who end up being successful. Mm -hmm. It's like because no matter what path you take, there is going to be a problem. So you have to learn to overcome the problem if you ever want to get to the end being the success. Yeah. Well, that was how I'm kicking it off. <laughs> All right. And I, I would say that, yeah, everybody has problems, but the biggest issue for most isn't that they can't negotiate problems, it's that they're not equipped with the tools, the mechanisms, or the support structure to do it. And a lot of that's on the people as well, because you can always adjust your situation, but we'll get into more detail, I guess. Since it's Ben's topic, and since I'm going to be more, let's say, I'm just planning on acquiescing to your request today. So you lead this. Let's go. Where do you want to start? I want to start with some of yours, actually, because yours, we took two different approaches to this topic, too. And I kind of did my <laughs> rambling start here. <laughs> you had some more definitive things. <laughs> Mine are usually <laughs> rambling. But I mean, are I you do admitting have some that I'm just better than you at some things? Well, only some things. I mean, there's got to be a minority in everything. Cornhole. Well, it's cornhole. Basketball, soccer, lifting weights. Do you want me to just keep going? Wow. Being an asshole. Did you read that one? <laughs> I'm really good at that. Yeah. You've got that <laughs> me beat on that one. Down packed. Freaking jerk. But what I figured we would do is, I mean, each of us have kind of our own stories and maybe issues, obstacles, things that we had to overcome in mm-hmm. our careers, in the gym. Uh, life and so talking about some of those and then talking about uh, friends family individuals that we know that have struggled through things but overcome them to achieve success well I have a feeling so our conversations generally flow pretty well yeah and generally speaking when I talk about something or you talk about something the other one's kind of like oh I was going to go here anyway so it it comes in naturally so I think I should I mean I think the most common problem for most people is work-related issues And I think we should start in the workplace Mm -hmm. and sort of go from there to maybe personal issues and different things. Yeah, we could segment Um, it. But yeah, let's let's start in the workplace. I mean, what do you think are the most common issues in the workplace? Oh, geez. (laughs) The most common wishes? Uh, I think the most common are probably uh, communication, for one. Not having a good mode to communicate. I'm on a board currently and uh one of the things that i was saying is i have not been part of an organization that has a worse communication channel like in terms of how they get their content and their information out to their end uh, user base right the people who need to know how to operate how they get it out to their board how they get it out to their staff so i think communication makes a, a a huge it poses to be a huge problem in an organization i think bad communication is a byproduct not necessarily a problem. I think the biggest problem in the workplace is twofold. One, people don't think they earn enough. Everybody wants to earn more money. And two, people overvalue themselves. So they think they deserve more money when they're not really bringing the value. 
So I would say in the workplace, those are the twofold issues that I think then create communication issues, then create barriers. Do you think everything stems from that? I think everything stems from people either undervaluing, overvaluing, or wanting more money. Hmm. I, I, I would disagree. And, it, and it's a cultural thing, right? So if you think, of, have you read or listened to the Start With Why yet? Mm-hmm. Read so it. Simon Sinek, mm-hmm. he talks about it in depth. TiVo is the perfect example. So TiVo is a brand. It's not actually a, a device, right? Mm-hmm. So TiVo is the brand. TiVo had the perfect device, but nobody uses TiVo. TiVo have actually been sold like three times. They went mm-hmm. bankrupt once. And the reason was that they were too busy showing people what they did and versus, versus why they did it, right? Yeah. And I think when you've got a cultural issue where people are showing up, getting a paycheck and going home, but you haven't defined your why, you haven't shown them why, I think that creates this, I'm better than that person, you don't have a team culture, you don't have a collaborative culture, it becomes combative. And I think pretty much every problem in the workplace comes from either undervaluing other people, overvaluing yourself, or thinking that you're not earning enough money. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I agree necessarily, especially with the money part of it too, because I know there's a lot of people that are not driven by money whatsoever that are incredibly humble but still have bad communication skills. Okay, but that that's still a byproduct. The communication. Bad communication skills in and of itself isn't a problem. You just have to find... I, I don't think it's the, the primary problem. I think you everybody can communicate multiple ways right maybe they're better by email maybe they're better by phone maybe they're better by so text are message. you talking because i mean you asked a problem the main mm-hmm. problem so you don't think communication is a problem i think it's a byproduct of other problems i think everybody has basic communication skills they can open their mouth they can get on a phone they can send an email i think bad communication is a byproduct of poor culture lack of clarity or someone just not knowing what the hell they're supposed to do hmm Okay, yeah, I'd still disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, that's the beauty of what we do, yeah, right? We, we talk, we, we agree, we disagree, but I'd yeah. be interested what other people think. I genuinely yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah, you've got introverted people that don't like to talk. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Not all people are good communicators. But when you, break, when you boil it down with the right culture, you're going to find what works for the majority. And maybe we should define what a problem is too. Because yeah. I would say a problem is any fault in your chain, you know, that causes it to break. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying like when I speak to people, right? So I, I, and I, the approach I took when we talked about problems is when you speak to someone who is unhappy in their place of work, that's why I'm saying I think there's three main problems. Undervaluing other people, overvaluing themselves, or... What was it? Undervaluing, overvaluing, overvaluing or wanting more money. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with your, I think, uh, the undervalued thing from an, a, a human resources standpoint is huge. That part of it, if, if you're defining undervalued not as monetary, but because I know, I mean, there's been study after study done on this that, hey, if people are being par- paid a, a fair, maybe even a lower wage, but if they feel valued by their superiors, oh, mm-hmm. pff, they'll stick around forever even if they're underpaid yeah because they feel valued by their their superiors and their team members means everything in the world but i think a lot of i'll say i think a lot of leaders don't know how to show value right i mean take the take the book the five love languages i we had to laura and i read this when we got married right it's like it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be love but show how do how do people 
even in a friendship, right? How do you show that you care? How do you show that you care about somebody? Mm-hmm. I don't think many leaders understand or know how to show appreciation to their teammates outside of their one way of receiving appreciation, right? So if there's his words of affirmation and they tell Steve, oh, Steven, you're doing such a great job. Oh, Steven, you're doing such a great job. You're like, well, you never show me it. Right? I mean, you never gave me a, a, a gift or you never spent any quality time with me to show me that you appreciate it. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you missed the mark. Everything you were doing was worthless. Good job for telling them you did a good job. But again, comes back to communication then. Too bad you didn't communicate with your employees and ask them how they would have liked to be appreciated. Well, it's funny because um, one of the things I always keep front and center, whether I'm serving on a board or leading anybody, is uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Totally. You've heard that yeah. before, right? And you've said it on one of these before. Maybe, maybe me or I, th- I think Tyler Lafferty might have said it, but mm-hmm. it's it's always been one that, you know, when somebody sits down with you to, to maybe give you an evaluation and they sit down and they jump right into work and they haven't asked how your kids are. Hey, you were sick last week. Are you feeling better? Oh, I saw over the weekend you you did this, you did that, and then talk a little bit, right? There's, there's definitely that in and of itself is a problem. I think, you know, we talked about those three issues that I think are the primary yeah. work problems. Yeah. Well... I think a secondary work problem is that you have people trying to manage instead of lead. Mm-hmm. And that, again, comes down to culture. It comes down to what have you done? Have you identified? So you, you talked about poor communication, right? On the board that you serve on. Mm-hmm. I know you serve on two, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. So if they're not good at getting their message out, are you, have they got the right staff in place? Mm-hmm. Is their message clear? Yeah, and if if both of those things are the answers to those are yes, then it's incompetence, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I think often we convolute problems, and they're simple. You, you know, none of our problems, with the exception of a few, maybe very, very, very few, are new. Everything's recycled. There's books. There's case studies. There's videos. There's there's guys talking on podcasts about hey, here's you know the Entree Leadership podcast. Two in a room. Yeah, the Entree Leadership podcast gives massive, massive tips on how to deal with culture and problem solving is also an issue. People don't look at how to solve a problem; they look at how to pacify mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to pacify people because nobody's bigger than the vision and the this culture is, of the organization. This is a, a, this is an interesting point that you're kind of leading me how you talked about leading. It. I was saying there's I've said there's multiple ways to overcome obstacles, and so I wrote down the ways that I at least thought mm-hmm. initially. And it's like we either hit them head on, you train harder to build that skill, just kind of like a muscle, right? If, if you're lacking a particular area, then you need to overcome this obstacle. You train harder, you run harder, you run fat, you know, you do whatever you need to do to get past it, right? Or you implement new techniques or strategies to kind of help you work within that, you know, weaker muscle, if you will. Mm-hmm. Or you just acknowledge that you suck at it and you hire someone <laughs> to, re- to, to replace you. Yeah. F- for it. And that last one was really interesting to me because it was like the idea that we hire someone to you know it's like if you're weak in a particular area mm-hmm. and it's like oh man there's a problem or an obstacle or an area i know that i'm weak and i'm not good at i'm not going to try to get better at it just acknowledging the fact that you're weak in that area and hiring someone to to prop you up in that area so that you can continue on with areas you're strong in well look it, it comes down to outsourcing is important right totally. There's very few companies that internally can go top to bottom in every department and be the best at everything, right? Mm-hmm. So you might suck at HR. So why not outsource that to a company that does it, yeah. right? 
and then learn from them and slowly implement your own HR department. I think that's the key to outsourcing. You don't need to do it forever. I hate cutting grass. I would pay somebody to cut my grass all day, every day because I can go and earn way more in the time it would take me to cut my grass. Even if it's on the weekend, I don't want to do it. Yeah, right? Well, you want your time. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where you have to figure out, all right, so you want to work on the business instead of in the business all the time. Sometimes it's the opposite. You want to work in the business instead of on the business. But you have to find what you're good at. You have to know your strengths. And you look at your team. If you look around, it shouldn't just be that by committee at work, hey, I've been on a website, so I'm going to try and build a website type thing, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> We've all, but we've been in situations like that. You and I have been in situations like that, yeah. serving on board together, where it's like, yeah, look, I would rather get an expert as opposed to just Go muddle through something. Yeah. yeah, so I think that that's a huge deal. You, people aren't prepared to to say, hey, I'm not good at this, and in the workplace it takes especially, ego. yeah, it takes you got to put your ego aside to do that. This is kind of going in a direction I wasn't expecting, by the way. That's okay. So. It's, it's going to go in all different directions. But I think... There's obstacles coming every kind, right? Yeah. So I've actually... Let's do this. I, I wrote down common problems. I've got work, relationships. Yep. Lack of direction, which could be in either one. Yeah, or general just areas. life in general. Debt. Yeah, fitness. Fun. Right? Everybody wants to look better, feel better. Yeah. Seasonal depression. And I've got self-talk down there just because I think it's really important and yep. a, mm-hmm. a way to help Agreed. all of them. You know, I think there's we have to approach work, relationships, and different things differently right if we're talking about work and relationships relationships especially finances i mean debt and mm-hmm. finances are, are huge i will say and uh if, if, we're, if we're if we're cool with it we'll share little stories about you know ways that we've overcome some obstacles or we know that people have implemented to help overcome mm-hmm. obstacles i know even for myself right i financial advisor See people with millions of dollars, see people with no money, see them across the board. So you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, and sometimes the ugly is at the opposite end of where you would think. Sometimes the good is at the guy making, you know, 30000 a year end. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say for myself personally is to keep spending in track. Because it's really easy, the more money you make, just to have your lifestyle keep up with your with your income right mm-hmm. so you and i both kind of talk about this off the air at times and you know how we save and what we save and and how we're doing there uh steve and i are both savers we'll I'll, I'll say that we both like to save money and kind of pay ourselves first mentality so the idea is uh every year sometimes only six months i will go and i'll raise my savings rate up if you have a the salary deferral option, a 401k or something through it, like, you know, people are like, I just can't get into savings. It's like, well, go in and just start at one, 1%, 1% of your income and raise it every year by, you know, I, hopefully two or 3% would be nice. Yeah. You know, but 1% if you have to, because you're not going to notice it over time. But by the end of your working career, you're going to notice it. So what I do is every year I go and I increase it by 2%. So it's like just 2%. And eventually you max out your 401k, but you can keep rolling that 2% into different accounts, put it into a savings account, put it into a, an account, in, a brokerage account in the stock market or something. Like there are other things you can invest private in. private mutual funds. And say, well, the problem people's comment, well, I don't know how to do that. It's like Google, overcome the problem, figure it out. Ben Clint, 10 Capital. Yeah, Ben Clint at 10capital.com. <laughs> I can help you. No, and, and that is a problem. I think, look, finances is, is a huge problem for a lot of people, right? 
And I think we both made a commitment to ourselves a long time ago that unless it's like, hey, I'm going to go buy a helicopter this weekend, yeah. we don't ever want to have to say no to an opportunity, right? Yeah, and I don't want to be broke. You know, I, I never want to say to a friend, I can't afford to do that. It sounds fun, but I just can't afford it. Now, maybe I can't afford the time. Maybe I can't afford to take take a chance on something mm-hmm. in terms of uh, risk to character or reputation, things like that. But from a financial standpoint, like I said, within reason, yeah, I don't ever want to have to say no because I can't afford something. And I think you're similar. But the people that are in tough situations, it's not that they don't know how to do it necessarily. Sometimes all it takes is giving them the starting point mm-hmm. and saying, forget the end. And I think this is for all problems, not just financial problems. Hey, forget the end. Forget where you think you can get to in X amount of time. Let's start at the start. And the mm-hmm. best way to eat totally. an elephant is one bite at a time, right? So yeah. you, you, you get out your snowball things one bite at a time. So, yeah, I think finances can, I mean, work finances, relationship mm-hmm. finances, life. If you're single, none of those things are, are in a bad place, then, yeah, I think finances is a huge problem for a lot of people. I think it bleeds into a lot of the other areas, at least what I see, right? It's like if your finances, if you're struggling with debt, wondering how you're going to make your next payment, that isn't healthy for your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's usually not healthy for your work either because you're coming to work stressed out, not performing at top level. Probably not great for your gym session either because you're probably going to be weak and emotionally mm-hmm. just not there too. I mean, it permeates all areas. I have a theory. I don't know if there's any statistics to back this up, but there's three things that I have experienced that break relationships or marriages up. Okay. Debt, so money, Finance. sex or lack thereof, yeah. or kids. You just can't agree on a path for the kids, right? Hmm. Yeah. I think sex is like the glue that holds it all together. The other two can be in a shitty place, but if you're still physically and emotionally connected, you'll find a way through it and you'll, you'll work through things. But I think finances and the kids is the ones that people struggle with more so in terms of getting to a point that they can they can get back on a level footing. So yeah, yeah kids could be coming I mean, that how to raise your kids. You want to spank go to church, what church you're going to bring them yeah. up in? I mean and yeah. It, and this is I mean this is why like people often make fun of people that go through premarital counseling and things like that, but that's why exactly why you do it, right? Figure out what someone needs figure out what they need emotionally, figure out what they expect. Mm-hmm. Five years, what 10 years, the 15 years down the line. Does she expect to be a stay-at-home mom? Do you expect her to be a stay-at-home mom? Like, yeah, that stuff is... Uh, well, and speak your, your true feelings during those too. Again, that communication part. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seems like I'm bat- hammering that, but it's like, oh, it just keeps popping up in my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. You have to communicate your feelings and I'll be like, well, I think I could come over that. You know, I think I could get it. It's like, yes, marriage and relationships and work and everything is about, you know, give and take and some compromise in a relationship that you actually care about the person. Mm -hmm. You're never going to 100% get your way. It's just not how those work. Yeah. So let's talk about some solutions to problems then, Ben. Obviously, we keep bringing up communication. You think it's a bad communication is a primary problem. I think it's a a secondary or tertiary problem I think it's a byproduct yeah. of bigger issues I don't think anybody ever intentionally plans on not being able to communicate but often the simplest solution to any problem personal work related non-work related relationship based is to say it out loud right yeah. communicate because <laughs> if you've not shared a problem how, how, how does anybody help you fix it mm-hmm. and I'm curious how you approach that so if some we all get there right where something's just 
eaten away at is what it's been bugging us for a while and you haven't said anything and you've let it you've let it build up how do you go about saying hey time to talk to like a person to a or person yeah, to, uh, no, let's, like if i have a beef with somebody else or let's not what? call it a beef let's just say hey there's an issue here what's the um, best way for you to approach well, you it? know me i'm an over communicator so yeah. usually i don't get i don't let stuff get to the point where i'm gonna explode i mean if laura and i are having an issue or something i want to talk about I'm like hey you did this didn't like it before it becomes an issue just wanted to let you know you know didn't really appreciate it and i do the same thing with my work colleagues right mm-hmm. because if they care about you then they're which not you hope they do yeah which which you certainly hope they do is they're not going to come back and be like well you're an idiot something i mean they might get defensive at first but i mm-hmm. think at the end it's like you know what no it's like i actually care about you if that hurts you offends you does something like okay i get it like yeah. i'll respect that so well, i i usually i try to i, I over communicate I mean, ask anybody in my office. They're like, thanks for sharing, Ben. Like, even when you didn't need to share that, like. <laughs> yeah. So I, what about you, Steven? I wish I was an over-communicator. I think I'm very, very forward with my feelings most of the time. But I also quite often will be like, oh, I don't need to deal with that issue. And it's not a big issue, but sometimes it compounds, right? And then it reaches a point where you're, where you're like, okay, now I have to deal with this. For instance, one of our friends, um, we don't need to say names, was dating a girl fairly recently. Um, thankfully, he's not with her anymore, and it was a toxic relationship. And at the start, it was like, oh, it's just a phase, it's just a phase. Well, when you're over a year in, I mean, I had, I had to have some pretty grown-up conversations with him. Like, dude, the reason you haven't seen me, the reason I'm not coming out to play, so to speak, the reason that... I will literally walk out of a place when you two show up is that I don't need any part of that toxicity. I don't need any part of the before, during, or after process. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got into it. And they're not together now. And it's not because of what I said. I think there was just certain realizations on both their parts down the line. But it was also, I could have, I could probably have nipped that in the bud way earlier, but it wasn't my place to do so. So I think there's some of that that, yeah, over-communicating is great, but there's also a respectfulness of, hey, I probably shouldn't say this. I also think that I find outlets in multiple different places, right? So if I've had a bad day, I can always go to the gym a second time. If I've been having a bad week, I can up the intensity. Like, going to the gym is just therapy for me, right? Yeah. This podcast has become like therapy for me. I think it's just because I verbalize things that I wouldn't normally talk about. Mm-hmm. I would internalize them and you know, I, I have a Superman complex, which I'm not ashamed of. I, I genuinely think I can deal with anything. To a certain extent, that's a male thing. Males are very, hey, yeah. I'm going to deal with this, get through this. My head's going down. I'm going, and I think I don't I'm, need directions. I think I'm I'm really good at that. I think I'm good at putting my head down, plowing through something, and only dealing with it if I really have to. But it's probably better that I deal with it. I was going to say, and good could be uh, in, not a positive term in that statement. Yeah. Too. yeah. And then friends, family, I think sometimes we don't lean on our friends and family enough you know i think just this past weekend i reached out to you and travis and i said look not really sure what's going on but not in a great place with emma right now can we do something and you two were like yeah we've got this party we're going to in our neighborhood why don't you come there and i was like thanks i'm just getting stir crazy don't need to be alone on my thoughts right six hours later um yeah i mean (laughs) longer than six hours we got there at what i mean i didn't get home until after 11. Well, I didn't even go home. I met up with a buddy for a minute. But, oh, did you really? Um, yeah. yeah, he just got back in town. Adrian, 
Um, So, yeah, and I did this, and I I don't know why this is such a great way to deal with problems or stress or whatever. When I was in Orlando, obviously, again, going back to Emma stuff, I was in a bad place when I left the gym, and I'm just like, oh, and I got in the car, rolled the windows up, and I literally screamed. Yeah. For... 30 seconds and it was the best outlet ever it's a release I, man. I felt great after totally. it it's what, it's what I needed and I, I haven't told any, have I told you that no. I don't think I've told anybody no. but the rest of that day I felt okay and it, it I swear to god I don't know what it was it was just <laughs> I'm going to say something inappropriate so if you have your okay. children in the car please earmuffs but what I tell Lauren to do when she's having a bad day or when anybody's, you know, I'll even say this to people sometimes, if they're having a bad day, I'm like, just, I say to what you just did, just like, go scream. It's like, it, Fuck it, it. It, it, like, just, you go scream. But the other thing I say is what you kind of just said. I, I, I always tell them, it's like, and you can't help but smile when you hear this. Just say, you know what? Fuck the fucking fuckers. <laughs> and all of a sudden... They just smile like you can't help but it, like just kind of smile and laugh a little bit and you're just like yeah, you know what yeah you just swore more in three <laughs> seconds than you have in three months on this podcast I think I'm sorry mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting my whole family down <laughs> I'm so proud of you but it's I mean then like Lauren well I don't know if she does it now or not but I've told multiple people that now and every time or if they're feeling bad you know I'll be like you know what you know what you need to tell yourself you just tell yourself fuck the fucking fuckers with a serious face and they can't help but just lose it yeah it's like there right? is, but you have to take that attitude in reality sometimes you have to take that attitude I to don't overcome know, some issues I don't know what that and I'm not ta- I'm talking like deep visceral like just oh like yeah. it was Thor like like just Incredible Hulk scream like in a car, and afterwards I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> like I had to let it out." So yeah. I was on vacation. That's a real release. Yeah. I mean, that's you think about that release of sound. I mean, there's something going on with that when you scream. Yeah, it, it was like a palpable relief, and <laughs> I'd never done it before. I don't know what prompted me to do it, but it made me feel better. I think also right, and I think this is really important. The most efficient, the most, probably the easiest way to deal with a problem is to make a change, right? And it doesn't need to be a major change. Like sometimes sometimes moving to a new town is what people need, right? Sometimes yeah, changing job change, is what people yeah. need, massive changes. But if you just change one of your habits mm-hmm. every day, maybe one of your work issues is you're getting bitched at because you're late at work. Well, why don't you just literally five, four, three, two, one, go wake up 10 minutes earlier so you show up to work on time right that's a small change yeah um the five four three two one go thing is from mel robbins yep. five second yep. rule again yep. don't know if you've read it but she's got a ted talk as I well i've read it but follow her on instagram um, get the idea of it yeah she's wonderful and the reason i think you, about her every morning when my alarm goes off at 5 30 and i'm supposed to go run mm-hmm. or go to the gym and i don't want to i'm like go go man go don't press snooze well in her book and in her ted talk which is only 20 minutes long it's definitely worth a watch she actually talks about the science behind how your brain works, the, ne- the neuroscience of counting down versus counting yeah, up. Yeah, I've Because if you yeah. count to five, one, two, three, four, five, go. Well, guess what? At five, you've still got six and seven and eight. But when you get to one, you can know where to go except zero or go. Yeah. So, you know. It, it then is, you go negative and that's not good. Yeah. So I think that making changes, small changes, incremental changes, is usually the best way to fix major issues or small issues it's just hey let's make a change and we make changes by 
communicating, writing stuff down, doing what you've got to do, but you know, motivate yourself to to, mm-hmm. to make a change. And then, rather than I said, motivate. What you probably want to do is make a habit. We don't lose bad habits. We replace bad habits with good habits. Yeah, you know what's kind of interesting is you're talking about even small changes, and sometimes just one thing that I'll do for kicks and giggles every once in a while is take drive a different way home. Mm-hmm. Like just take a different route to get back to the house, even if it's five minutes longer or something. You know, it's like ah, oh, you know what? I can go that way. I can roll down the windows and listen to some music. Make me wanna take a back road. Yeah, you know that song? Yeah. No, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little gravel in my travel. Gonna wind up dancing now, now. <laughs> Karaoke okay. with Ben and Steven. What do you think? <laughs> okay. Wow, we really are digressing quickly. <laughs> but no, it's real. Just to like mix up your day a little bit, right? Because I wrote something down here too. I said like the drudge. Just sometimes the drudge of life, the monotony of life can get boring, right? So yeah. even those small little changes, be it, you know what? Today I'm going to wear a bright colored shirt. I'm going to wear funky socks. And like I know sometimes people laugh at the way I dress because so, it's, it's like sometimes it's a little goofy, right? But sometimes I do that intentionally. It's like I, sometimes I will wear my salmon-colored pants that Stephen thinks are pink because it's They're different, pink. right? It's just something different. It's not khaki or gray. Beige. Or whatever. Yeah. Beige is awful. Or beige. Ew, beige. Yeah. It's like just do something different every once in a while. Or if it scares you or it makes you uncomfortable, probably do it. But the idea that I wrote down with the drudge, and I know Stephen likes this, so it's like the idea of life gets monotonous and boring sometimes, right? And you have to stick to a, uh, you have to stick to the path that you know leads to success. But sometimes that path again has problems and obstacles that you have to overcome. But in order to achieve that success, you, I mean, you have to do it. You just you have to overcome those problems. You have to get there. Mm-hmm. You have to get through the drudge of it all. And so some things to do to overcome them. Yeah. Stephen likes the idea of positive self talk. So I was gonna I was gonna call him out a little bit and say what do you do positive self talk what do you do how do you implement it what have you heard about it I mean I have my own things I could I could say I do not have any confidence issues I think it's safe to say you? I have confidence in many things for no apparent reason <laughs> not necessarily in an, an uh, narcissistic narcissistic yeah. egotistical or not like that. I just know that from a physical, mental standpoint, there's not much that will stump me, right? So, you know, kind of the the whole, I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look kind of mentality. From that point of view, I always look at it from the perspective that when I have problems, the first thing I do is look at what I do have versus what I don't have, right? Look Mm -hmm. at the positives versus the negatives. Opportunity versus problem right every problem creates an opportunity that sounds really cheesy but with whatever you hold dear as my witness whether it be god the universe whatever i literally count my blessings on a daily basis i think an attitude of gratitude is important i think how you talk to yourself is important like every time you screw up if you say god you're a fucking idiot guess what you start to believe that shit yeah but if every time you screw up you go well it's not as bad as the last time i fucked things up that's a positive way to look at it, right? You're saying the same thing because you might be an idiot, but, you know... But you're learning. Are you screwing things up a little bit less every time you make a mistake? And eventually you're proficient at something and then beyond proficiency, success. you become good at it. You become yeah. elite. Yeah. So I think how you talk to yourself, right? You stub your toe, you don't go, ah, oh, you 
what the, what do you put the fucking bed there for? It's like, oh, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> I won't do that again. Uh, yeah. That's how you have to look at it, right? Or, God, it's Saturday night. I got nowhere to be. All my friends are out of town or at the lake, and I didn't really talk to anybody about this, right? Because that's a that's a true visceral feeling that a lot of people have. They feel isolated. They feel lonely. Yeah. Rather than that, just be like, well, I'm glad my friends are doing well. I'm going to find someone to occupy myself. I'm going to go and see a movie or I'm yeah, going to go for a walk yeah whatever you need to do so I think always looking at what you have being positive and positivity isn't this everything's great and stepford wives kind of fake smiles and hey yeah. look there's no problem here it's yeah that's kind of messed up but look at this I can I can do this I can do that here's what and I'm just a big believer in the self-talk because I, I yeah. do know people that are very very um, degrading to themselves they constantly put themselves down. And I don't like when people say I can't. Case in point. God, I talk about her a lot. I need to stop this shit. But Emma's daughter. Emma. she, Her daughter has this really bad habit when I'm trying to show her things of saying I can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can. I couldn't do it when I started. Yeah, you But now yet. I can. Yeah. yeah. And when she says she can't, I always correct her and say you can't do it yet. All you have to do is add one word and that becomes positive, right? And she's really started doing it. She's like, I can't do that yet. And it's like, all right, so let's start at the start. Let's take it back. And that's where my coaching comes in handy, right? Totally. And I've always been yeah. like that. Like, you know, when I talk about soccer and what, what I've done, we always, I think we talked about this with Mike Nielsen. We were asking kids to do these, the most complex of skills and tricks and flicks when a lot of them struggled to walk and chew gum at the same time. And yeah. we're like, look, we have to work on your... Kind of meet them where they're at. We have to work on your balance, your agility, and your hand-eye coordination before we can ask you to friggin flick a ball in the air and then hit it right mm -hmm. it's like no let's focus on some other things so i think there's so much we can do and how we say things isn't as important sorry what we see isn't as important as how we see it so yeah i can't do that that's really negative right mm -hmm. but i can't do that yet becomes positive and if you don't like cheese I'm sorry, that's very cheesy, corny. Yeah. But I truly believe it. But a lot of those things are, and sometimes that's just how you have to start, right? Mm -hmm. It's like everything is cheesy and corny until you make it a habit, it seems like, a little bit. Yeah. And if you don't know how to do self positive self-talk, I would say, like, get on YouTube and Google some motivational-type videos or something like positive self-talk. I mean, there are – you'd be surprised what you can find out. Look up there the are book. plenty of things. Unfuck yourself. Yeah, go listen to that. You'd be surprised what you can what you can find online, and just start listening to that. And it's like sometimes even when I'm just like, oh, feeling like again that that word the drudge. I'm using that a lot. It seems like, but when you're feeling like you're just in a rut, if you will, it's like go listen to something like that. And it's funny what it does for you too. You know, like you know what, I am pretty cool in my own right of the word, and that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Because. To, to that point, actually, it's interesting. Steven tries to rip on me, you know, by saying I'm cool a little bit, trying to do that <laughs> deprivation thing to me. Deprecation, not deprivation. What? Come oh, on, yeah. get your De English together. Says the Scottish guy. Ben sucks at phonics. <laughs> Just no phonics. See, works how for me. See, see what I did there? Ben sucks at phonics. Just, Just now. now. Yeah. So we took a negative and made it wow. a positive. You are an ass. <laughs> but uh, if I, I, I'll say this. It's like, the, also, to this point it's like don't let society define what is good for you too because I, I mean i was saying like you know positive self i feel good it's like steven might rip on me but i still feel good and if i feel good i'm gonna move forward and i'm gonna do what i want to do you know another thing that kind of coincides with the self-talk thing problems 
one of the biggest problems I see today across all of this, whether it be a personal problem, a relationship problem, a work problem, social media has given us this constant comparison. Yeah, don't. But we're not comparing apples to apples because everybody, probably us included, with the exception of this podcast where we've shared problems and concerns and things, nobody's posting shitty things on Facebook. And when they do, you're ignoring them. It's like, oh God, there's that one again. So what you're seeing on social media, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, what others are there? MySpace. Is that still a thing? thing? (laughs) Um, Still music, right? Yeah. Snapchat. Did we say Snapchat? Snapchat, yeah. People are trying to show their very, very best. And Mm -hmm. when you compare to that, you're fighting an uphill battle because nobody's that good all the time. No. Yeah, when when you see someone that's decided to put entrepreneur in front of their name or after their name or influencer or um ben clint fit and really they're not fit or they they, they're trying to get fit but they're giving advice to everybody their life is not as a perfect people standing next to lamborghinis in san diego's and pretending they're living that lifestyle cut that shit out they go back to their studio i strongly urge if you want to solve some problems either get the fuck off social media which for some of us, isn't an issue, isn't a, a, an, an option with what we do for work and how we're trying to build brands and things like that, or limit your exposure to people that are flat out lying to you. Entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are broke, don't have two cents to rub together. Um, people that are portraying a lifestyle that isn't real, and you're trying to live up to it, and then you're broke because of it. Yeah, I was like, I fall for this too, because Lauren and I will be like, man, those people are taking another vacation. It's like, geez, I, I mean, I'm in finance. I can guess what they make, right? Mm-hmm. So I can guess and I know how they're living. Don't, I mean, I'll say this. Most people, they're not saving. They're not doing the things they're supposed to do to set themselves up for later in life. Yeah. They're living on debt a lot of the time. It's like they might be driving a nice, you know, brand new BMW and living in a big house and taking vacations to Hawaii every other, you know, six months or whatever but they're not doing Mm -hmm. what they're supposed to a lot of the time not all of them some of them have the financial means to do it and they're saving and they're you know doing what they're supposed to but don't compare yourself because you don't see everything on the back end too we talked about this for you know parents out there you can't compare your kid to other kids i talk about my uh lauren we were trying to like what's weston's not doing what this kid's doing and he's the same age and why aren't you know something wrong and and you start going down this rabbit hole of what's wrong with your kid it's like nothing i was telling lauren i was like i think we're trying you're trying to freaking create the same recipe right with different ingredients it's like Mm -hmm. you you can't have the same outcome with different ingredients no child is the same so don't try to pretend that you can parent in the same way and it's going to work like that because it's not that scientific. Parenting is so individualized. That's why there's so many screwed up people because everybody <laughs> thinks they have the perfect yeah. method and they teach people this is the way to do it. And it's like, no, that's one of the ways to do it. Yeah, totally. There is yeah. no one right way to raise your child. Because or anything. Do anything. No, well, there's yeah, no, no, no one no. right way to get fit. There's no one right way to yeah. lose weight. There's no one right way that's to style your hair. There's a thousand different uh, weight loss programs out there yeah. where people lose weight. So yeah, cut that shit out. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Just be you. Be fucking awesome. However you decide to do that. I think that. you've said the F word more times in this podcast than any other podcast. I don't know. I've said it a lot. I just, when I get passionate, that's, I swear when I get passionate. I do. And I usually am I was able like, to whoa, temper it. another F word. Huh? But I do want, maybe on a, on a sort of serious note, 
there oh, before okay keep go on you know go on no, no, no. what were you going to say i was just it's on the same drudge thing just because it was pertinent you know this we're talking about this burnout right mm-hmm. and i know we've both talked about the burnout uh just tired of the routine and the idea of filling your cup this is gonna be the last thing i was gonna say and i mentioned this on the last one just because it was like you had called said like i don't feel like you're giving 110 percent. you're only giving 70 and i was like well i feel like i'm giving 110 i guess i only have 70 to give and realizing like oh man I think it's important that you implement times. So for anybody that might not have listened to the last podcast where we talked about, you know, my own situation was it's like when you're tired, when you're burnt out, when you're just done with the routine, stopping and taking some intentional quiet time, taking some intentional fun time, whatever it is to refill your cup. So I'd say find out what it is that refills your cup, Mm -hmm. be it sitting there reading a book and going to the bar with friends going to the lake, whatever it is, and go do that and refill your cup because you're not as good if you don't. There's so many ways this could have gone, and I've got so many stories that just from the last six months I could tell, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when when things feel overwhelming and, yeah, you're in a shitty spot, you've got problems and maybe debts adding up and work's terrible. But I do want to say that regardless of how big you think your problems are, and this is also kind of positive, but I'm going somewhere with this. I like it. There's somebody out there that's worse off, for one. Mm-hmm. There's a solution or multiple solutions. And I think communication is always the first thing that fixes it by sharing it with somebody, right? Yeah. And if you're sharing it with somebody and they're not listening or not helping, there's counseling. If you feel overwhelmed, I actually just looked this up and I'm going to give a shout out to Dan Cummins who we're hoping to interview here soon from the Time Suck podcast because they donate to these guys as well. If you're feeling like you're going to do something stupid, National Suicide Prevention is 1-800-273-8255. You are also, if you're listening to this and you feel like you're just lost or anything like that, welcome to reach out to me or Ben anytime, social media, email, phone calls, help. Ask somebody in Spokane, do you know Ben Clune or Stephen Brown? The chances are somebody's going to say yes. Come and find us. That's not an egotistical thing either. Just, yeah, don't think your problems can't be solved. Problems are always solvable. Or there's a there's a route to get away from them. Yeah, and, and I'll also say context. It's like, look at your problem in the grand scheme of life. Perspective. Perspective, exactly. It's like, how big of a problem is it really? Because a lot of the time you think about, oh, gosh, I got this, da, 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 I got to deal with this. It's like, but when I look at it from a lifetime it means nothing. So why mm-hmm. am I worrying about it? Yeah. And, and I, I mean, I have to do that. I've got to step out of my own problems 10,000 foot view, right? Yeah. Step out of your own problems and then look at the problem again and be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm kind of being a little prima donna about this, aren't I? It's it's like maybe I should. You're always uh, a little bitch it. to be honest, Ben. You are. There's that asshole. <laughs> asshole. But, yeah. I think perspective, that 10,000 foot view is so, so, so undervalued, right? Yeah problems can often uh, go for a walk there's science to that as well yeah you go for a so walk for 20 minutes go for a walk yeah. you're going to find that you may not even be thinking about one of you your don't problems. get on your phone when you're walking all for of a sudden minutes. yeah all of a sudden you get a plan all of a sudden you get an epiphany moment so i really don't know where to go with this from here ben i think we kind of well you were going to say something before we transitioned back i was like oh before you go you said before you were going to go serious that was it talking about the suicide i looked up the suicide prevention hotline number and just wanted to get that out there like i think because all of these problems we're talking about can compound a lot of times people are in debt don't enjoy work don't have what they perceive to be a a quality family or friend set up you know they're kind of 
in a rut they're they're doing things night in day out whatever that they shouldn't do you know that that adds up quick i'll say if, if, if we're wrapping it up i have something that's kind of fun thought to end on mm-hmm. is your passions yep right and if you're doing something that you're passionate about and that you want to see the end result and you want to be successful in then the problems are still going to happen you're going to welcome them because you know it's one one step closer to getting to that ultimate level of success and that thing that you're passionate about doing, right? But if you're not passionate about it, it's just going to wear you down every time that a problem comes along until you break. Look, there's a reason that when people win the lottery, there's a high rate of people that end up broke because they yep. continue doing the things that were keeping them unsuccessful yeah. in the past, right? No so positive direction. If I hand you a million dollars right now, maybe not you because you're going to do what you should do with it. But if I walk out and hand somebody in the street, a homeless person, a million dollars, the chances are they'll be homeless again in a few years. Yeah, They're not going to have the wherewithal to do what they've got to do and be a success. What Where I'm going with this is problems exist to teach us lessons. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that I've ever yeah. felt has been a negative situation. Failure is positive. I have learned from it. And I'm talking about everything from snapping an arm to losing relationships, losing friends that still don't talk to me. But I've certainly learned that maybe I did something wrong, they did something wrong, there was toxicity, there was something. But every problem truly is an opportunity to either learn or grow from it. Yeah. Yeah, look at us being all positive. Look at us. Jeez. Self-talk. Well, if if we're ready, I'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to wrap it up with? We're going to talk about reviews and ratings and no, please, please, please. That's what I was going to talk about. Go on. So I'll, let you do it. I'll let you do it again. Go on. Because uh, you were talking about you always have to say it. So I was going to say it and then you just went and said it. But you got mad at me for just straight up calling people out on the last one. Oh, jeez. You're like, oh, God. Steven's just straight Here up telling you. You're already listening to this. Sensitive. Press the button. So. But... Uh, no, it is important. We do appreciate you guys listening. Uh, you can listen to us on any platform, by the way. We're on what Google, Stitcher, I don't even know other plays, the podcast app. I feel like podcast is literally people think it's only Apple. Yeah, I've got no, so it's many on people everything. Like, hey, I've got an Google Android. Play. Can I listen? Of course you can. Yeah, well, on on anything. What do you listen to podcasts on? Well, I don't. Why? Because <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. So go on to any of those platforms, Ordinary to Extraordinary, O2E Journey. Like us, subscribe. You'll get notifications. We release them every Monday. Star reviews, written reviews. We love them. We love you. We've had some good ones. We've had some good ones. We actually have a lot of good ratings. So thank you guys for for giving us ratings. Even people that we have never met. And if you want us to stop, just give us shitty ratings. And we'll be like, okay, we suck at this and we'll quit. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. I kid. Our egos are too big. Yeah. And social media is obviously a big thing. If you like some of the stuff we post... Share it, like it, comment on it. That the algorithms that's interact with us. Thrive on. Seriously, stay tuned. We got some cool things coming up. We got some good interviews. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mike Nielsen will release next week on Monday, the twenty second of July. Last week we released uh, Jordan Tampion. It's our most listened to one yet, which is really exciting. I'm, I'm excited about it. And be part of this. It's a journey for us, but it should be a journey for you guys too. And if you get value from it. We hope you do. That's great. And if you don't, give us some feedback. What can we do better? I guess I'll go and say until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. You let me do my part that time. You didn't steal it. I didn't steal it. Thank you. That was nice.
Look, see, I can be nice. We're going to cut this, by the way. <laughs> Don't no, want people no, thinking not. I can be nice no, to you. No, you're not. Now